0: So, folks, we've been talking about jeans, sportscountry.net, and his morning show, and I hope you get to listen to that. But these two guys, uh, I coerced. I have something blackmailing them to be on my Voice of Summer podcast, which I really enjoy. But we don't record this as often as we want, and baseball season was shortened, but we just thought it's the holidays. And as you already know, baseball is Gene Gum's love of his life. I mean, I mean behind his wife. No, I mean. that's my wife. Yeah, sorry. He's- yeah, behind this one. Yeah. <laughs> and Eric is pretty close right after him. So, we thought we'd have a baseball podcast tonight and that you could listen to and even though it's cold where you may be, you still have some fun listening about uh baseball. But before we get started with that, I have a question for you too. Do you have any awesome Christmas light displays around where you live that's worth noticing or talking about? Eric.
1: Yeah, so at actually at the end of my road when you uh, the the main drive through my neighborhood, um, <clears throat> there is like this group of people who have this incredible like like everybody all over the woodland here in the woodlands, Texas. Uh, everybody drives to this one neighborhood and and drives through. They have you know it's it's the deal where you know the entire neighborhood gets together and they string lights across trees across the streets and. It's it's an amazing setup here on, just off of Tangle Brush in the woodlands. If you're in the uh, uh, in the area, but it's amazing. It's it's real. It's really cool. There's another one that is like all they call it Whoville. This neighborhood becomes Whoville, um, and it's 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 uh, pretty wild too. Um, but but I I prefer my local that I can walk to.
0: All right. So the any Texas themes like do people. Have uh, rattlesnakes strung up with lights or um, <laughs> any extra Texas spin on it? You know, I don't think there is a Texas spin on it. I can't, I can't think of
1: a uh, – there probably is. I just don't know. I'm numb. I'm numb to it now. Um, I'm sure there's some some little lit-up cactus.
0: Or armadillos. Even though, even though,
1: yeah, maybe. Even a though lo- there's, like, no real cactus around here. Yeah,
2: a, lo- a longhorn steer or something lit up with right,
0: right.
1: lights. That could yeah. be,
0: yeah. yeah. Gene, how about you? Anything out there You're that's not, worth talking about?
2: You know, and not on my street, it's dark except for one house. It's Your house. a guy that's no, it's a guy directly across the street from me, and I think you can probably see his house from space. <laughs> <laughs> He's got so many lights on it. I mean, honest to goodness, uh, you know, I turn the lights off to go to bed. His thing is still going. My living room is lit up like it's the Fourth of July. <laughs> It's unreal. I have, I string lights on my house, but I put them on the deck on the back of my house. So there's oh, nothing Christ. on the front of my house. So I have the, you know, I have like flashing lights on my deck and I string lights all over my deck, but I don't have anything on the front of the house. Is but, that for the uh, deer
0: or who's that for?
2: No, it's for the, uh, neighbors on the street on the opposite side. Uh-huh. So, you know, you know, and, and my neighbors like it. They, yeah. you know, one of, them, one of them has young kids. They like it. So,
0: when I think of movies, Christmas movies with lights, of course, I think of National Chevy Lampoons. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Cr- <laughs> but I also, underrated, I know it's been panned, Christmas with the Cranks. I think that has some really good moments in it. You guys ever see that with Tim Allen? Never saw it. Never, never saw never it. Never saw it. Nope. Uh, I think it's worth taking a look, but you might want to have one of your beers before you start watching it, Eric. The
2: only, the only Tim Allen Christmas movie I ever saw was when he played Santa, Santa Claus.
0: Claus. Yeah. yeah. Which I actually enjoyed. I thought that was a cute movie. Well, this one has Jamie Lee Curtis as his wife oh. and his daughter. Well, hey. Oh. Hey, hey. That's hello. <laughs> yeah. well, but, uh, i go look. I'll, so I'll be there, looking
2: that one up tonight. That's so you both will Klaus appreciate upgrade.
0: it. His grown-up <laughs> daughter calls and says, hey, we're coming home, my new boyfriend and I. And they had plans of leaving to go on a cruise for the first time in their life. And they have to change all their plans because their daughter's coming home. But anyway, let's get to sports. And these guys, I prepped them a little bit, but you never know what they might say. And since this is the (laughs) time of the year, uh, I thought, who's on their naughty and nice list in sports these days? I didn't limit it to just baseball, but actually all my people on my list are baseball players. So, Eric, do you have any naughty people on your list? I do have a naughty person on my list.
1: Um, So... Uh, and this, he, he's not an active player anymore, but he was a jerk when he was also an active baseball player and he, uh, real putts. Um, he has, he, and he, he really confirmed it for me earlier this month on Twitter. Um, Aubrey Huff. Oh who, my God.
2: Oh yeah.
1: He's, he is constantly a jerk. Oh. Like, it's like what he does. And I realized, yeah, he, you know what he makes, he makes Kurt Schilling seem <laughs> tame. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, he really he really goes out of his way to oh. to be a jerk, and and I usually don't fall for it, and I usually don't let it get mad because I realize that's part of his shtick. But he had this tweet earlier this month, and I'm just going to read it uh, uh, in 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 its 140 characters. Now is this or clean, uh, Eric? Eric, will um, filter as we go. It is. It is. Uh, so this is from December 2nd of this year at 10, 12 a.m. He wrote this in the morning, anyway. Um, I've never understood as a man why you would date or marry a single mother if you're single with no kids of your own. seems to me he doesn't feel he has options or doesn't value himself as a man. I'd feel like I was a backup plan helping raise another man's kids. And I thought, you know, you could have some dumb wow. opinions. You can have dumb opinions about sports and politics, but that is just next-level awful. Wow.
2: And you know what? Even if you actually think that, don't don't say it out loud. Don't
1: say it out loud. Don't, don't say that. No out filter. Loud. Oh Ugh. wow, oh, it's terrible. It's it's just one of the dumbest things I've ever read. I, I and I, I apologize to our listeners, um, especially any single any them.
2: single moms <laughs> listening. Right,
1: right. It is just the single dumbest tweet in, in the history of Twitter. Wow. And if you've been on Twitter in the last, there's a plenty of years, dumb stuff. You know that's out pretty there. high. That's, yeah, a c- high that's,
2: a, that's a cesspool. That's
1: a cesspool.
2: Yeah, and I love Twitter. Oh, it, it cracks me up. Right. It, it does, but it is a cesspool. There's no question right.
0: about that. Gene, do you have anybody naughty that you would put uh, on that list?
2: Yeah, Tony LaRusso is on my naughty list. Oh. <laughs> yes.
0: And and I'll, and I'll tell you what, I mean,
2: good for him that he got rehired by Chicago. But what cracked me up is he, uh, I guess he, he did some kind of a plea deal in Arizona to settle this D, misdemeanor DUI case he had. Yeah. And what cracked me up was he was talking about it in an article this morning in AP, and he said before he got hired, he informed the Chicago White Sox of, of a mistake situation. What the heck is a mistake, situation? A mistake that's a, you know, that's, situation? Yeah, that sounds like something my kids would try, you know, like, you know, kid lawyers would try to come up with when you, you know, when you <laughs> caught him doing so, dad, it was a mistake situation. I mean, you know, come on! You're 76 years old. You've been caught with a DUI three times, and you're calling it a mistake situation. How about I'm going to rehab and get some help?
0: I guess you know Rudolph is mean? the only one with the red uh, nose. Huh? Red nose. Oh, <laughs> exactly. very
2: good, very good. And and the other one I got is uh, Omar Vizquel,
0: mm.
2: and you know another ex-player who all of a sudden is in the news for the wrong reasons. And this is a guy, you know, and you wonder, you know, where they talk about you know, the character clause to getting into the hall of fame, because he is a borderline guy for the hall of fame. He's getting votes for the hall of fame. And now this week, uh, all of a sudden it comes out that he's been, uh, he's been accused of, uh, uh spousal abuse, uh, and, you know? And so uh, I'm like, you know, and of course he's denying it as they always do, but so do the players that deny it and end up with 80 game suspensions because of it. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things where there's smoke, there's fire and you just, you know, I mean, this is a guy that, I always admired as a player, and now with the Hall of Fame, balloting actually ends uh, the end of the month in another nine days. You wonder if that's going to affect uh, how anybody looks at his candidacy now going forward.
0: Yeah, definitely. And actually, I have some numbers about the Hall of Fame coming up, but my naughty, the guy on my naughty list is Robinson Cano. I mean, at his stage of life to be <laughs> suspended again for performance-enhancing drugs. And- Are you serious? You didn't know that? No. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah, that happened a couple of weeks I'm ago. i yeah.
1: paying attention to football right now, sorry. Yeah,
0: but so I was listening to the radio, and they were talking about it. And then they said, but think about this. Isn't it worth it, if you're him, to do it? Because he got paid $24 million last year. Every year he plays without being suspended. He's making money. According to one website, he's worth $80 million net worth. And I thought, wait a second, he's made a lot more than that over oh, the yeah. years, but he yep. must be spending a whole lot as well. So, <laughs> um, so let's go to the nice list. Um, well, wait, 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 I just, as a
1: Kansas city Royals fan, I just want to take a moment to revel in, uh, anything bad that happens to Robinson Cano, <laughs> because as you may remember during the all-star game that was held in Kansas city, many, many years ago, he said he would start Billy Butler, uh, at, on the team for the all-star game was one of his choice or no in the home run derby right as one of his choices he did not he came up to bat in the home run derby and the royals fans booed him so unmercilessly that he went oh for uh the home run derby so yeah. uh and, it was and a just, glorious moment and and uh, paul
2: yeah rob robinson cano's career earnings 214 million dollars <laughs> so where has he spent the 100 million I, I don't know, but uh, it, he's made, well, actually, no, that's not right. He should have made $214 million, but he's lost $36 million uh, from being suspended. <laughs> so so I guess that puts him down to, what, about $180 million right? of money that he'll actually collect because, uh, because of suspensions. Yeah, he went to the Manny Ramirez
0: school of brains. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Manny Ramirez. All right, we've lost Gene temporarily. Eric, you still there? I am. All right, Eric, we'll press on see if Gene can join us. Um, my next list is the nice list, and I actually have people that could make it on both lists, and they're people that you all know and love, and I'll start with this nice segment. The first person is Alex Cora. He was on the naughty list, fired as manager of the Red Sox, and hey, he's on the nice list. He was hired back as manager of the Red Sox. Uh, AJ Hintz. On the naughty list, fired by the Astros. Hey, he's on the nice list, hired by the Tigers. (laughs) Can you say second chances are alive and well in baseball? I think Gene might be back with us again. Um, Yeah, I'm back. So so both those guys, naughty, then nice. Hey, I guess that's all of us. It just depends on the week which list we're on. Uh, Which one of those guys would you rather have as a manager, Gene? Ooh. You know, I'm going to – well, I have to say
2: Alex Cora. I mean, I, you know, he's got a world series championship. Homer, and, Homer. I mean, so, oh, well, yeah, but well, yeah, there's a little bit of that. There's no question about it, but I, you know, here's the deal. I, I don't, I don't have any problem with either one of those guys managing again. At the end of the day, they got whatever punishment, major league baseball decided to give them. You, we can argue till the cows go home, whether they should have gotten more. Uh, if anybody else should have been suspended, whatever. At the end of the day, they served whatever sentence they got. You know, they didn't murder anybody. You know, they deserve a second chance. And so, you know, but if it's me, yeah, you know, you can't go wrong with either guy. But I just like Alex Cora's personality.
0: Okay. All right. That's fair. Yeah, and I, and I really,
1: really like AJ. I mean, he was, he was terrific here. Um, obviously, you know, another World Series, you know, a champion here. Um, he, uh, you know, and, and, and to back up Gene's point, yeah. I mean, they served their, their sentence, unlike the players who did the actual... Uh, the crime the yeah. crime right um and and i just, I, just, I just always thought that aj despite the the cheating scandal was actually a, you know a quality guy i don't think he wanted that to happen i think he asked and he tried to get it to stop i don't think he tried as hard as he could have right but
2: um you well, know I it's think, uh, i i always I always likened it to uh, uh to the bank robbers uh got
0: away with the crime and they got the guys who were driving the getaway cars
1: <laughs> right mm. exactly <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I hope they both do well. I liked your point, Gene. Everybody, if you served your time, it's you know you got a chance to move ahead. And I think most people in America say, "Hey, if you're humble about it, or if you've done your time, you get your second chance." It's the people who avoid it or are not repentive at all, um, like a Robinson Cano. Did I say that? Yeah, I did. You did. Yeah. All right. So, or or, or, or
2: like some of the players, like you know a guy like Carlos Correa. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Who who was flat out arrogant about it. You know, I mean, and, and you know, he, he, uh, he, I, frankly, not enough bad things can happen to that guy now, as far as I'm concerned, you know, I'm just, i just, I don't, I don't have anything against him per se, but when you can't, you can't say things like that, you know, you get, there's gotta be some humility somewhere.
0: So Gene, do you have somebody on your nice list? No. <laughs> wow. What a <laughs>
2: grinch. Nobody nice no, in right. baseball. Wow, I, I hate everybody. No, actually, you know who is, uh, he's not a, uh, uh, he's not an active player anymore, but a guy that I am a big fan of. Um, and I, and it's because of Twitter, I've become a uh, big fan is, have you ever followed, if you're on Twitter, have you ever followed Rex Chapman? Oh yeah. he's great. (laughs) great. He is outstanding. I mean, he is one of these guys. uh, What I like about him is he brings you the human side of sports, the human side of life. He gives you a reason to smile a lot, you know, and he is one of those accounts. He's one of the few accounts on Twitter to follow if you actually want to feel good, you know? Uh, So he is a guy that's, I mean, he doesn't play anymore, obviously, but he is a guy that, uh, that I am a huge, huge fan of. And, and one other guy and also, it's because of Twitter, and also because he's a former Red Sox player. Will Middlebrooks is another guy. Um, if, you fi- if you follow him on Twitter, he is really good. Uh, he's, he interacts really well with fans, and uh, I've become a big, big fan of his. And again, another one of these guys who's just a great human being.
0: Awesome. Yeah, we'll give some plugs for Twitter tonight. Why not? Eric's on Twitter. What's your Twitter handle Twitter. there, Eric? You're on Twitter?
1: Oh, I do the Twitter. Yes. Oh, I gotta. Um, fo- oh, I gotta find you on Twitter. <laughs> well, I follow you. Real nice, Gene. Oh, you do. <laughs> well, oh. I, I, I follow Sports Radio anyway. Sorry. Oh, I got. Uh, well, I got to pay attention. Yeah. Um. So I, uh, <laughs> Eric, tell them your Twitter um, handle. Uh, there. Ebron. Ebron. E B R A U N.
2: I'm going there right now. All
1: right. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yes. What's your nice guy? Eric, do you have anybody on the so nice? So my list? nice guy. Of course, um, I've got uh, uh Alex Gordon. You know, he's yeah. Uh, you know, it's been, you know, this is his last. This was his last year. He uh, you know went out on top with his last gold glove. Um, yeah, he's just uh, just a quality guy. I'm gonna miss him. His last few years weren't weren't terrific at at bat, but he was still obviously you know turning over gold gloves out in the outfield. He's uh, just one of the all time greats. He'll have a statue at Kaufman, and uh, I look forward to seeing it.
0: Awesome.
2: Yeah, he,
1: yeah and you know what? A good guy, good player, and
2: yep. uh, not a Hall of Famer. He belongs in the Hall of Very Good. Right, but, uh, yeah, not a Hall but, of Famer. But uh, he is a, he's an all-time royal. And by the way, Eric, I do. Uh, I actually already do follow you on Twitter. I thought you did. I thought I, you I, did. Yeah, I do. I just didn't realize it. I had to look it up, he had a senior you moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's I have, I have understand.
0: many. <laughs> All right, our next segment I prepped these guys for was – uh, their best sports gift they got when they were a boy so I'll just say one I, for me I got a Cooper goalie stick when I was like 10 years old and that was so sweet not only because I could chase my sister around the house with it but I could actually play hockey <laughs> with it and then the other one was getting a Bobby Bonds glove and then working the ball in the glove and making it ready yep. with oil and tying it up in the middle of winter is one of the sweetest things you can do and for my son one year for Christmas, I bought him a Rawlings uh, catcher kit. Because in Myrtle Beach, North, South Carolina, I was down at a Rawlings outlet. Amazing. Walked around, and they had a one kit, and he was probably eight or nine years old. And you buy the kit, and it has all you need to be a catcher, uh, the helmet, the chest protector, the knee pads. And man, when he opened it up, seeing his face, that was so sweet. And he played catcher the rest of the way through his uh, baseball career I probably ruined him doing that, but anyways, nice that job, <laughs> that was a sweet moment and um, so gene, best sports gift you got as a boy you know it's funny uh, the the one that
2: comes to mind is the first one I ever got. i got i was i think ooh, eight or nine years old, I got a New York Jets football helmet ooh. now, now I was not a fan of the New York Jets, but I was a fan. Of Joe Namath, mm. uh, I didn't like the team, but I liked Joe Namath, and I used to talk about Joe Namath all the time. So one year for Christmas, my parents got me a uh, New York Jets football helmet that had uh, Joe Namath's signature on it, and so it was. Uh, that's one of the things. That's the biggest sports gift I ever remember getting that I was the most excited about. I mean, I got like most kids. I mean, I got a glove one year and nice. I got a hockey stick one year, but that that New York Jets football helmet for whatever reason uh was was the favorite uh, sports gift i got as a kid
0: nice did you like play with it and get it all roughed up or did you oh yeah it? oh
2: no i i ran the trees with it i <laughs> <laughs> i did you know it, it, i i wore it until i couldn't fit it on my fat head anymore
0: yeah that's the way you should do with a helmet you yep. got to test yep. it out to see yep. how it holds up to abuse like other people hitting it with bats and things like well i
2: you know, we had a lot of kids in the neighborhood, so we used to play football. We used to play uh, football all the time after school. I mean, up until, I gra- almost till the time I graduated high school, we would actually, after school, we would go to a, like a, a farmer's field down the road, and we would all go play tackle football after school. So, I mean, so, you know, so it started when I was young, and it probably explains a lot about the way I am now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the local dentist probably liked that activity. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Eric, your best sports gift as a boy. Running so shoes,
1: the, <laughs> you'd think I didn't run until I was like forty-five. Oh, Okay, um, all right, never mind. Uh, yeah, um, actually, it's pretty similar to jeans. I got a uh, a, a Chiefs helmet and a, a set of shoulder pads and a jersey mm-hmm. one Christmas. Ah, nice. Yeah, it was so. This is you know like uh, er, late seventies. Yeah, late seventies. So it would have been like a Steve Fuller era Chiefs helmet and jersey. And you know, and the, the, the best part of it, of course, was that you know, was a kid, and it was an excuse for me and my dad to go out and, and really <laughs> catch with the football, right? Because we also we we did we we played football like tackle football, but you know, you didn't want to show up as the only kid showing up <laughs> right. with the helmet and shoulder pads. <laughs> shoulder pads. Hey, get on, come on, man. guys, let's go. Um, but uh, but yeah, so so me and my dad would go out and he throw a pass. My dad was the uh, first ever quarterback. At Raymore Peculiar High School, um, when they started the football program, whoa, 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 whoa. Ray, Raymore Peculiar, Peculiar, Missouri is my hometown. Really, born and raised. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, strange. Um, strange. And yeah. uh, by the way, Raymore Peculiar is your Missouri uh, 6A state champion this year. So,
2: wow. congratulations. We didn't have any high
1: school. We didn't have high school football here in the state of Connecticut, so <laughs> I wouldn't know about that this year. Yeah. Well, you know, in Missouri, it's, yeah. COVID's a hoax, so yeah. whatever. <laughs> right!
0: Like- <laughs> uh, boy. All right, so those are pretty sweet <laughs> gifts. All right. Yeah, those are pretty sweet nice. Gifts. So you guys mentioned earlier, we're going to jump back to something we briefly mentioned earlier, and that's the Hall of Fame. And last year, Derek Jeter made it in one of the highest vote totals ever. And Larry Walker slipped in last year of his eligibility, um, and... He had a pretty good career, but some people thought it wasn't quite that great. He averaged .313 uh, batting average. He had 1,300 RBIs over his career. He had 2,100 hits. Uh, On base was nine. I'm sorry, that's not on base. I'm looking here. Um, On base percentage was only 400. So anyway. uh, 400 is pretty good. So do you guys think that Larry Walker should have gone in last year, and who do you think should go in this year?
2: Yeah, I had no problem with Eric Walker getting, I mean, a lot of people are going to bring up, you know, his numbers because a lot of it was done at course field, you know, and I get it, but, uh, he, this, uh, he was, he was a really, really good player. He, he hit pretty well away from home as well. So yeah, I mean, guys, uh, when you're a three thirteen career hitter, I don't care where you play, you know, I mean, that's, that's impressive.
1: That's, that's really good. What was his, uh, what was his hits total?
2: 2160. Uh, 2160.
1: Yeah. 2160. That's pretty low. Um, well, he played a yeah. power hitter, I guess, but I mean, he was, he's very borderline, but, yeah. um, you know, he was, you know, and for that era, I thought he was, you know, he, he was in a, he had a lot of impact. He was a good player. You but, know, I, um, I think that's what we have to,
2: you know, you said that the hit numbers are low. We got to look at that. You know, those numbers are going to change now. We're not going to see as many people get 3000 right. hits. Yeah. Nobody's, nobody's going to get 300 wins again ever. You know, I mean, that used to be a gold standard for pitchers. Nobody's getting there again. You know, it wins don't mean anything anymore to people, you know, and, and, and now players are making so much money. They don't play as long. They don't need to, mm-hmm. you know, so, uh, you know, but I no, I think Larry Walker belongs in, I absolutely do. And, and as far as this year goes, Kurt Schilling, I think is a slam dunk. I think he's getting in, you know, and, uh, and I think he belongs in, I mean, he's, he's a, he's an idiot. Um, <laughs> but, but he was perhaps the best, uh, post pitcher I have ever seen. You know, and this is a guy that you know had a ton of strikeouts, didn't walk anybody, and you know he was a guy when he was in his prime. He was the kind of guy that if there was a game on the line and my life was on the line, I wanted Kurt Schilling pitching it.
0: Right, he's in his ninth year of ten years on the yep. ballot, and last year he got seventy percent of the vote. So yep. the he's other top vote getters last year was uh, Clemens got sixty one percent, Bonds got sixty point seven percent. Then Omar Vasquez got fifty-two point six. Then you drop down quite a bit. Scott Rowland got thirty-five point three. Billy Wagner got thirty-one point seven. Gary Sheffield got thirty percent, and then people go way down. And poor Jason Giambi only got one point five percent. Um, I
2: I think Clemens and Bonds both long in, you know, and and whether you know you can say whatever you want about steroids, but. You know, Clemens never got suspended for, for steroids, you know, and, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff that was s- done was done before, uh, testing was even in place. You know, we don't know for sure. There's guys, I guarantee you, there are guys in the hall of fame right now that have used steroids guaranteed, you know, oh, yeah. And, you know, and so you have to take it for what it is before their bodies changed, you know, <laughs> you know, you can say whatever you want, but before uh, Barry Bonds went from being the stick figure that played for the Pittsburgh Pirates to becoming the behemoth he was when he was in San Francisco, he was still doing amazing things. Even when he was a kid, Roger Clemens, before his body changed, when he was a young man with the Red Sox, you know, he struck out, you know, 20 something guys in a game twice, you know, he was going to be a hall of famer anyway. You know, I think both those guys were going to be hall of famers, even if they didn't juice. And we still don't know whether they did or they didn't. Well, i well, I'm pretty sure Bonds did. Well, yeah. Bonds actually got kind of got caught with the whole battle, right. He got with busted. the whole battle, with the whole balcony. Right. He got busted. Right. But Clemens, they've never been able to prove anything. Matter of fact, he got exonerated in court. Right. You know. So
1: yeah. I, I think they both belong in. I, I I think Clemens gets in. So I think I think you're right about uh, about Schilling. Schilling's a slam dunk, really. Um, I mean that. I mean he was one of the most dominant guys in that era. Um, I think Clemens gets in this year, and I think Barry Bonds gets in next year.
0: Yeah. Well, when Pudge Rodriguez, Rodriguez got in, I think the door cracked <laughs> yeah. open a little bit it because sure that was it was pretty obvious that he was doing something different, and they still voted him in. Um, I'd like to see well, both of them get in too, but if you if um, Schilling gets in, what part of his uniform does the Hall of Fame want? <laughs> the, his sock. His fake bloody sock? Gotta get the sock. Actually, that wasn't fake.
2: <laughs> it wasn't fake. It was real. Uh, that was real. Uh, I want to do st- a DNA <laughs> test to see. if You that was stop the... it, Paul. Arnold. Actually, I think they already. <laughs> I think they already have that sock. Actually, that's already in the Hall of Fame. Oh, really? That yeah, makes that's sense. A, that's already in the Hall of Fame. And I'll tell you, a guy I think belongs in the Hall of Fame, and he he may not ever get in, but I think he should be in is Scott Rowland. He right. was one of the best defensive third basemen I have ever seen, and I think he won uh, seven or eight Gold Gloves.
0: So it like was like Brooks Robinson.
2: Yeah, well, yep. but it, yeah, but he was a better hitter than Brooks Robinson. He's, he, he was a two hundred eighty one career hitter. You know, he hit over three hundred home runs. You know, I mean, he had over two thousand hits. He's a guy that I think belongs in the Hall of Fame. I don't know if he'll get there, but if you know, if guys like Ozzie Smith can yep. get in, you know, for defense, and Ozzie Smith wasn't the hitter that Scott Rowland was, then Scott Rowland belongs in the Hall of Fame.
1: I, I don't yeah, know if he'll I, get there, but I think he should be. It makes me crazy how much they undervalue defense for the Hall of Fame. I mean yeah. it's one you know, I I mean I get it, but I mean it's not like Roland was, you know, batting two fifty. No, exactly. Exactly.
2: Exactly. I think he I think he belongs in. I don't know if I don't know if he'll get in, uh, yeah. but I, I definitely think he belongs there.
0: One of the stories I saw about baseball that broke through all the football news this past week was Johnny Bench putting up a lot of his memorabilia like MVB trophies.
2: Oh, that's a great story. Um, yeah.
0: He put it up for auction because he said he didn't want his kids fighting over it after he died, and he also wanted to have the money now so he could spread it out evenly. And so he told his kids what he was going to do. They said, okay, Dad, it's your stuff. He put it out there, and people were thinking, Johnny Bench, I mean, you used to sell spray paint, you used to do all these TV ads. How can you be short of money? And I think a lot of people felt... Like Johnny Bench was their one of their you know heroes growing up for me Johnny Bench as I played catcher growing up he was the man him and um, Bill Freeham were the best catchers I felt at that point Carlton Fisk was close third but anyways so the story goes he put up for auction and they sold pretty well and then he gets a call from his lawyer the next day and say are you sitting down and he says why is that one person bought most of your stuff and has given it all back to you yep and I heard the story, and Dan Patrick, Johnny Bench, was telling it. And he sat down, and he started crying. He's like, I can't believe somebody would be this nice to me. And Johnny Bench is a salt-of-the-earth type of guy. You can tell when he tells a story. And yeah. a good locker room guy. And he was saying, yeah, I started to cry. I can't believe anybody would do with it. And they said, do you have any idea who did it? Well, they said the person who bid didn't want to be known, but he said he, you, you, you could know it was from an old Jew. Uh, And or, uh, something like that. It was a, a short yep. description like that. And he says, The only old Jew that I know was Alan Horowitz, who was a lawyer from Philadelphia that I got to know. And then we went to 76ers games. Ding, 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 ding. And all of a sudden he realized that was probably it. So he contacts him and he texts him and says, Are you the old Jew that bought all my stuff? And he said, Yep, I did. And he said, I can afford this. And You're just such a quality guy. I just wanted to do it. So Johnny Bench turns around and donates all that stuff to museums like Oklahoma, where he went to college, I guess, or the Oklahoma Hall of Fame and to other places called the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame. And so he's been giving it out to places where people can see it. But can you come up with a better holiday story than that? That's awesome. It's it's
2: great. And, And one of the things I heard, too, is he wanted to use the money to send his kids to college. He's a single dad. Johnny Bench. He's, yeah, he's really? a single. Yeah, he's not married. He's got he's raising like three or four boys. Yeah. I saw a story on uh, last year. He's he's a single dad. And, you know, we talk about Johnny Bench, you know, his entire career. He retired when he was only 34 years old. You know, he only made three million dollars his entire career. Holy cow. Really? Now, think about that. His last year playing was 1982. You know what his salary was in 1982? Four hundred thousand dollars.
1: That's ridiculous.
2: Now, think about that. You know, think about what guys are making now. Guys are making $400,000 a game. He made $400,000 in a year. So, he made $2.97 million in his, in his career. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and that's why, you know, you look at some of these older players and you see them selling off World Series rings and you see, and, you, and that's why. You know, I'm actually. Uh, I actually donate to the Major League Baseball Players Alumni Association. I'm. I, I give them. I send them a check every year, and the money goes towards helping uh, provide pensions for former Major League Baseball players. Because guys like Johnny Bench, one of the greatest catchers in the history of the game, made three million dollars and is struggling to make ends meet. It's crazy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, every time somebody complains about how much baseball players make, I'm like. Yeah. It's they're first. They're just now getting paid what they're worth. I mean, right. these guys um, for so long, you know, until guys like Kurt Flood came along. I mean, they just uh, didn't, you know, make any money. To, they right. and they were just abused. I mean, they were treated like slaves.
2: Right. Yeah. and that's why guys now, these guys that are making thirty million dollars a year, need to be taking care of some of these guys that that's paved for the sure. way. For yeah. them to make that kind of money. And I don't know. There may be things that they, their union dues, part of that may go to providing for the Players Alumni Association. I don't know. But if it doesn't, it should. Because yeah. guys like Johnny Bench should not have to be selling their memorabilia to put their kids through college.
1: Definitely. Yeah, and doing dumb commercials. and yeah, He's
2: mean, doing it. He does commercials for blue emu cream now. Yeah, <laughs> it's just terrible. <laughs> which, it's by just, the way,
1: which is, which is great because I use this is stuff. It, okay. So, it right. <laughs> stuff does, really works. I like it. Does it, it smell? Um, no, not at all. No, yeah, he was he was one of the best pitchmen ever. I mean, I still remember no runs,
0: no drips, no errors. Oh yeah, right yeah, yep, yep. For Krylon paint, is yeah. that what it was? Krylon, yeah, I could Krylon run remember the brand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, that really touched me to hear that story. And I thought maybe story. the anonymous buyer was a current baseball player that makes so much money they could throw you know a million bucks or whatever Johnny Bench's way. So that was a really neat story. I liked it a lot and. Since we're in the Christmas spirit, the holiday gift spirit, uh, I'm going to ask you guys, if you could give one Christmas gift to your favorite baseball team, what would it be this year? They're going to think about I can tell the gears are grinding very slowly. I got, I got it. All right. Go for it. Tre- Trevor Bauer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> to the Boston Red Sox. That's what I would give them is Trevor Bauer.
0: Wrapped up with a bow, huh?
2: Uh, and, and just a bow. That's it.
0: <laughs> Oh,
2: right. <laughs> strategically placed bow. Yes, wow! Thank yeah. you for that. Yeah. yeah, you're welcome. But that's <laughs> what I would. That uh, that that would be a gift, not just to the Red Sox, but to every Red Sox fan across the country. Mm, definitely.
0: So, Eric, is there one player that your beloved Royals are away that you could give them as <laughs> Christmas gift? Uh, we're so far away
1: from one player making a difference
0: them um, for the Royals. Um, they, have,
1: they have been active though. They have been acting, yeah, they've been moving. Um, you know, this year may not um you know, it feels like they're starting to uh to put together um a little bit of a team, but I still think we're like probably two years away at best for uh competing. It would be nice just to have another good young arm yeah. coming out of out of the farm team um teams. Um yeah, I'm trying to think of a you know, Somebody could come in and make a difference. It'd almost have to be like a fan favorite kind of deal to put butts in the seats.
0: I, was um, yeah, I guess you might say a new stadium, a,
1: stadium for the Royals. No, no. Kauffman Stadium should never be. It's I, love little, sta- I love that. I love that. That's a great stadium. stadium. I love yeah. that place. They keep talking about a downtown stadium. Everybody's like, why? It's, it's, it's this giant uh, oh, great. expanse of concrete where everybody shows up early and, and uh, you know barbecues and grills and you know gets ready for the ball it's it's one of the great places to see a ball game and i've seen them yep. ball games in a lot of places it's not the you know it's not the old school stadiums that uh, comerica is very nice but um there is not literally not a bad seat in at, at Kauffman stadium agreed um but uh yeah i i can't think of it like a big game changer i don't know maybe trevor bauer uh, <laughs> taken yeah. Why not <laughs> throw him on? Um, I guess, you know, just, uh, um, what they, what they really need is, is just have butts in the seats this year, you know, let's get COVID yes, out of the
0: way, get people yes. um,
1: back at the games.
0: Yeah, well, I am praying for a Christmas miracle for the Tigers that they could trade Miguel Cabrera (laughs) for two everyday players. I don't care what position, just get rid of Miguel Cabrera. (laughs) Just for two everyday players. Nobody Um, wants him. Yeah, tell me about it. I told you it was a miracle. So, um, But the Tigers are making some good moves. I really do think that they're going in the right direction. But they're trying to build up the farm, you know, teams they're trying not to rush their pitchers too much um you know they're just trying to go about it the right way i think and it's just going to take a little more time and we don't have the big money to spend anymore um so we'll just keep on going all right guys that pretty much comes to the end of our podcast i'd like to give you guys you know the last two or three minutes to just Share whatever is on your mind. And um, if you want to send gifts my way, my address It No, forget that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gene Gums, your last couple minutes.
2: Uh, just, you know, as, as you and I talked about earlier, my, my only wish is that uh, when the new year comes, that we are able to eventually put this behind us. We get spring training on time, and uh, we are able to have a 162-game baseball season. That is the only thing I am going to ask for for Christmas is, you know, that's really all I want. And, and, and I think, you know, the country needs normalcy, and we're going to get a taste of it. The NBA started play tonight. Uh, the NHL starts play January 1st. There's no bubbles. They're going to travel. They're going to try to start doing things the normal way. And so this will be a great litmus test for Major League Baseball to see if they can do their thing going forward. And uh, if there is a God in heaven, that will happen.
0: All right. Eric, what's your last couple of minutes?
1: Yeah, same same for me. I mean, I just want things back to normal. Um, I'm over, um, you know, uh, crowdless stadiums. I'm over, um, you know, uh, you know, my, my hobbies of being an endurance athlete, uh, you know, I'm over, you know, the virtual races and all of that garbage. I just, you know, I want to go out and be around people and go to restaurants and not, uh, you know, I think we're all just sick and tired. of. Uh, there's only so many projects I can do around the house, <laughs> you know. I mean, I, I've, I've been working on my fence for like the last six months and I'm just, I'm over the whole thing. Have you painted it like green? I uh, I should. Why not? I'll <laughs> that's
2: going to be like Trump's border wall by the time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's, true. it's
0: true. It's not too far away yeah. from
1: it. It's it's true. Yeah, we've got to, it's, it's fairly close. Yeah. Now mine mine actually is is horizontal and covers the entire uh length of my property. So it's, it's a little different from it's Trump's. whole wall.
0: 30 acres? Wow. <laughs> yeah, 30 <laughs> acres. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a city lot. Yeah. Uh,
1: um, but but uh beyond beyond all of all of those things um just you know uh just 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 peace and harmony and you know not to get too hippy dippy but you know i am so over with people being angry
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, <clears throat> whether that's over politics or, or or whatever i just you know i just i just want people to get along again
0: that's Less drama
1: that's yes. drama i'm over drama yeah I, I want you know I, I said all along during the political election. What if you really for the for the presidential election? If you really want to get my vote, just be boring and competent. You know that's really all. <laughs> go. Out yeah. of out of politicians. That's anymore. what we got.
0: That's what we got? Yeah, he's pretty boring. Yep. He is pretty boring. I'll, ta- I'll take it, except yeah. for when he yeah. has yeah. to massage somebody's neck inappropriately in a press conference. So. That's creepy. <laughs> that was creepy. That's, yeah. that's it's weird. All right. And I, for my last comment, I really appreciate these guys coming on and talking sports. It encourages me. It focuses on stuff that I want to talk about. And I think that's always a choice, right? I think all of us have a choice every day to choose to be more positive or choose to be happy or and to let go of the stuff. My daughter has taught me. My 24-year-old daughter has taught me not to always have my phone on and not respond to every little thing. And I'm thinking, wow, that's pretty wise. So, my hope and prayer for our country is that we'll tone it down a notch and we just take a deep breath and appreciate the simple things and truly be happy when we get these freedoms and the, and the things we've taken for granted back in this 2021. And I'm taking the vaccine because I think it it's really important to help turn the tide and it's part of what I think is important at work. And when I was talking to a 95-year-old guy who told me, I can't wait to take the vaccine I realized, you know, this is important. And so uh, look it over for yourself, but I encourage you to get the vaccine if you uh, can. And for some reason, I feel like uh, Bob Barker. Go spade and neuter your pets (laughs) (laughs) So for Eric and for Gene, this has been Boys of Summer. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all those things.